Are your customer acquisition costs too high? Lifetime values too low? Are you uncertain if your communication strategies are helping or hurting the efficiency and effectiveness of your marketing efforts? Welcome to the Continuous Revenue Marketing Podcast, where the most influential marketers in the world are sharing their insights and lessons on the critical topics they and their chief executives must address daily. How to drive consistent business growth by delivering more revenues through profitable acquisition and customer lifetime value maximization strategies. What you'll hear by listening to this podcast are the exact strategies and tactics our marketing experts are using to achieve these critical missions. Hi, I'm Russell Kern, CEO and founder of Kern, an Omnicom agency, and I'm joined with my co-host and producer, Elliot Dennis. And I'm excited to welcome back to our podcast today, Luke Taylor, the global CEO of Omnicom Precision Marketing Group, who in this episode will dive into the details and benefits of personalized marketing at speed and scale. Luke, here's my next question for you. Do you think we're entering a fourth revolution with quantum computing, Bitcoin, NFTs? Um, you know, do you think we're about to one business cycle is ending and we're about to start a whole nother one? As the and the pandemic has accelerated, has just sort of been the the marker of all that. Yeah, I I I think for me, it it's it's everything is converging around AI. I mean, I I you know, and that's where we're trying to deploy as much firepower as we we can. I mean, you know, when you look at our technology stack, end to end, from you know awareness all the way through the funnel. And all the different tools that we we try and leverage there, um, we're starting to bring together this an AI decisioning component across all of them. And when you join them together, um, the opportunity to eliminate cost and massively improve effectiveness is huge. And I, you know, and you know, no one would want me to necessarily say this out loud, but there, and and it, it's going to take us a few years to get there, but there, there, there will be an enormous opportunity to do a huge, deliver far, far better ROI for substantially less cost in the, in the near future, because you could, you can use AI to drive all the template composition. Once you've got sort of, content taxonomies and intelligence embedded at an atomic level in your template and once you've got that attached to the feedback loop at the sort of you know the end point you can start ai starts driving not only your media spend it starts driving your content assembly system all of the production process is automated i mean the whole world of offshore fdes but is going to get dismantled over the next two years because it won't be won't be needed but you're all the way through that workflow of campaign briefing the, the whole briefing process becomes far better because as you know from sparks and honey we're now using ai to drive really interesting trend analysis cultural predictions template assemblies driven by ai so that ranks stacks everything against your audience segment all the activation and distribution is then driven by ai and optimized in real time so that layer all the way through i mean we we've already got it all stitched together it's just not common Sort of, it's not a common use case yet because there's lots of complexity in doing it. Um, so but I think that that will be transformative in in our our world. Yeah. Okay, good. So that leads us right into what is personalized marketing from your point of view. 
you know, why now? Um, is it, isn't it just CRM? I know you have very strong views as the principal author of the personal marketing blueprint from OPMG. This is your baby as you've stitched together. So let me give you the platform is what is personalized marketing and why must CMOs consider it and implement it now more than ever before? Yeah. So look, you know, to my mind, the simple definition, it's delivering the right message to the right person at the right time and at the right place. It's that simple. Um, So what does that mean? It it means that you have to be um, truly vertically and horizontally integrated across both axes. You've got to be joined up from awareness all the way through to you know interaction and consideration and purchase through the funnel so from upper middle lower funnel everything's got to be joined up and you always got to be delivering the next best communication and action based on what someone's done prior to that all the way through that journey whether you're looking at a product whether you're interacting with it whether you're making decisions whether you bought it what happens after you bought it all the way through what is the most relevant personalized experience you can deliver to that individual through that continuum and then that's on one axis on the other axis you've got to do it wherever they are um so you've got to do it whether it's mobile whether it's in your um car sort of infotainment systems whether it's on a tv or mobile device so it's then got to whether it's digital signage and shop windows or in store so it's got to be multi-touch point and it's got to be vertically integrated and you've got to be able to really understand enough to make that message or experience truly relevant um, and ideally emotional and exciting as well where possible so you know and to do that you know there there are huge challenges you you've got to pull together your second party your third third party your first party data so that you know that person better than they know themselves If, if you ask a customer to rank you know their favorite colors from one to ten they won't know how to do that but if you actually do know enough about their history and interactions and behavior you you do start to know more about a customer than a customer can ever know about itself Um, so putting together their explicit understanding of themselves with all that implicit and implied behavior to build an incredible customer record and using that and that includes psychographic information are they an introvert are they an extrovert all of these sorts of things um, all these are sort of all these data points and then using that information to inform behavior during the awareness phase and all the way through to um, post-purchase at, at, at the other end um, that's complex so the data piece is complex um, then the experience design piece is complex um, and then the communication communication and messaging strategy is, is complex. Um, and before it was difficult to do because, you know, media was disconnected from the experience piece, disconnected from CRM, and it was equally different on the client side because of technology function separate from the marketing function. So it's because it's, this is all about everything being wired together to create a frictionless experience. And right. and the technology has always been straightforward the organization sort of the organizational design client side and agency side has always been broken and it has prohibited um 
people from delivering a solution which you know that is is not necessarily um difficult as i said from a technical perspective it's just difficult to execute from an organizational perspective so so that is changing you know so and that's that's why now is the time so i think you you you've got two trends one is organizations are being rewired around the customer the whole customer centricity initiative which is allowing better uh, relationship you know and passing of data through that funnel so that's one thing and those are organizational changes and that omnicom is changing to support that our clients are changing so that, that those conditions are now correct in order to deliver these things uh, in a more effective way that the, the second piece which is why it's, it's mission critical is the, the customer is setting the timeline and the agenda. Um, and if you are not able to provide a consistent experience, switching costs are incredibly low. I mean, there was a famous example years ago when Amazon decided to launch a sort of a, a Dorito crisp or a Dorito chip. Uh, I'm English. I think it's a chip um, <laughs> in, in the market. And I think historically it was Frito-Lay that had been the market leader. They overnight took the one, uh, the number one slot just because they could use their technology platform and their d2c relationships to become top of every search term looking for a, a dorito and they 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 saturated the market now they then withdrew from that because they didn't want to cannibalize their relationship with with the sort of their, their partners at the time but it was a, an interesting exercise i got a friend in the uk who with a massive celebrity has has just launched a beer in partnership with amazon and it will be the biggest selling lot. It was the biggest selling log over the Christmas period, simply through that relationship with Amazon and the, the 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 technology advantage it gave them. So, the customer will switch because brand has less equity than it used to, as supported by that Frito Lay and that beer example. Customer, you know, the the modern millennial customer does not have the historic relationships that they used to have. You know, they're acclimatized to a transient world, and they're judgment on the efficacy and credibility of a brand is based on the quality of its experience more almost than the quality of the product so switching costs are super low so you know i guess my second long-winded point is it's not just that the conditions are right organizationally they've been right technically for a while now but so tech was there has been for a couple of years organization is getting there but the main driver is the customer because if you're if you are not delivering best practice from a customer defined perspective they will move to another product yeah so let's I, I we have just a little bit of time left with you and i want to make sure we cover two things one is you have the opportunity to see the successes of the early movers who are bringing the pieces together and as a matter of fact you know you, you have been responsible for a very significant automotive company win maybe you could speak to the cmos about the types of return on investments they could achieve by going on this complex journey. Like, oh, you're going to, yeah. not an easy I mean, journey, I, but boy, it can be worth it for multiple reasons. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're massive prizes everywhere. I mean, and those prizes sit through that entire funnel. I mean, when when we really map it out, if, if you think of a customer that might be spending sort of, I don't know, sort of, let's say, uh, round up to a billion um, on media, you know, and then you've got hundreds of millions across 
um, in in technology, hundreds of millions in your global production costs, etc. I mean, you've got easy big buckets of opportunity on the cost side, and then you've got far bigger um, opportunities on the um, ROI ROI um, on the revenue side. Um, you know, on the cost side, you know, putting in place proper um, dynamic content delivery systems, content automation, dynamic template assembly systems. We know because we've done it, you can take out 70% of your sort of production wow. costs because you are removing that that amount of FTEs as you move to a far more mechanized and automated systemized process. And that includes workflow systems, et cetera. Um, we know that when you've got proper algorithmic decisioning, moving data from your on-site, uh, your own properties, moving it into your um, upper funnel stuff um, on awareness. So you're taking your web data and moving it to your third-party data and vice versa. You can massively improve media effectiveness by a significant percentage. Uh, we know when you take your known PII data and you use that information on your anonymized PII data on the website, again, you get massive effectiveness. So moving across those three data sets, you get big incremental effectiveness um, coming out of all of that. Um, and, you know, just to give a, a, an example, you know, one auto client where we do um, order their tier three um, sales and service. Um, with the incumbent that we took over from had a couple of basic algorithmic sort of triggers uh, to drive their CRM strategy. It was, you know, when, when does your car need a service? When you're, when is, how long have you had your wheels on for, et cetera. Um, when we went in and overhaul that entire tier three communication platform, we ended up with 95 different algorithms looking. So we were looking at weather conditions we were looking at competitive dynamics uh, with other tier three suppliers we were looking at inventory conditions you know cars on the lot uh, we were looking at um, all of their complex you know all of their historic data around sales and parts purchase and using that to drive the cross sell and the upsell so we actually drove an incremental two billion of wow service and part sales over a one-year period just by massively improving the algorithmic firepower um, in that tier three space. So it, it's a, it, look at it as an algorithmic arms race. If, if you have a couple of beta algorithms saying it's time to do this or it's time to do that, you'll get, you know, you'll get a, a small upside. If you're looking at a far bigger set of data and you're being far more sort of a far richer signal set, which is, more predictive, more reactive, more responsive, more intuitive, more t more relevant from a time perspective, you can drive massive incremental sales, but it's just investing the effort in driving that algorithmic logic. So let me close with one last question and we'll let you go, which is there's a lot to get done. How does the CMO prioritize step one, step two, step three? You know, when they look over the landscape and the forest, there's a lot of trees that have to be cut down, a lot of houses to be built, a lot of integrations. Yeah, what should they do I, to get I, started? I, I, I think, you know, we've got two types of customer. You know, we've got the big corporate clients who have a lot of formality and a lot of silos and complexity. And, you know, they've got 
specialists looking after the CRM and procurement and oversight and a complex relationship between global and local markets. And those are big organizations that move slowly. Um, as a consequence of that, they sometimes struggle to understand the behavior change that is needed to be successful. And what we have seen, I guess, in clients that are moving faster than other clients is it's all around the quality of their recruitment internally. The You know, it, it's really interesting that Ford has just brought over Susie Deering from eBay. I mean, historically, auto companies would always recruit from within you know the cmo used to might have been head of um sales you know in germany and before that he might have been running a van pnl or whatever you know they rotate through the organization and you know and as they keep you know they're lifers and they go up and by the time they're at the top of the organization they know everything about the entire automotive universe and that that's worked well but marketing is changing so fast and is so much more complex that often CMOs don't know what they don't know. And the only way you know what you don't know, and this is particularly germane to um, organizational design and sort of um, attitude, sort of the attitudinal change that's needed. You only get to understand that when you recruit from places like eBay or Amazon, because when you recruit from those pure play companies, you really understand what speed is. You really understand what, iteration looks like you really understand what test and learn means as a methodology you really understand the 80 20 rule you know it, it it's a cultural it's a massive cultural sea change where you know it, it's very much let's just put it out and see how the customer responds we can change it we can adapt we can learn on the fly let's do fifty thousand of these tests and we'll optimize and train you know we'll change the wheels mid-flight it's a completely different mentality and the the, the fast moving companies that are winning are all winning because of that mentality. And it, it's, it's about attitude and speed. And you, you don't, you can only change attitude and speed by bringing in people that understand that into the organization. Luke, we could talk for another hour. I'm really, I'm really grateful. I want to be respectful of our time. It's been a pleasure. I'm thank you for being so open and sharing and so deep in all your answers. And um, I just want to say thank you to you personally. And I want to remind all of our listeners here is that um, on behalf of Elliot and I, I know we sat quiet as we listened to, to Luke, and I hope you gain as much wisdom as we did, that we thank you for listening and that we want to make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any other future episodes. I know Elliot and I are going to try to get Luke in a few months to come again because he's got a lot more to share. And until next time, I'm Russell Kern. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Luke. The Continuous Revenue Marketer has been brought to you by Kern, an Omnicom precision marketing agency that helps Fortune 500 companies increase revenue from customer acquisition to loyalty through personalization at speed and scale. For more information, please visit kernagency.com.